Hi, I'm Sophie, and you're listening to Navigating New York, a podcast where I chat with people living and working in one of the most fast-paced cities in the world. Through these conversations, I hope to make living in the Big Apple a little less overwhelming. As the song goes, if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere. So whether you're living here now, planning to move, or just interested in hearing real stories from people pursuing that American dream, I hope that you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Navigating New York. It's been a wee while, but I'm back with season three and I'm kicking off the season with a really great guest, Irish actor Mo Dunford. Mo is from Dungarvan, County Waterford, and his acting career has ignited over the past while. His first ever US movie has just been released on Netflix. It's a reboot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mo is probably best known for his performance as Ethelwolf in the hit TV series Vikings. Upon graduating from the Getty School of Acting in 2009, Mo worked on some of television's finest dramas, including The Tudors and Game of Thrones. In 2015, he received an IFTA for Best Actor in a Lead Role in Film for Patrick's Day. Mo is set to be in New York this weekend for the premiere of his recent movie, Night Ride. Night Ride is a real-time, one-shot thriller set in Belfast about a dealer trying to pull off one last job in order to go straight. Written by Irishman Ben Conway, Night Ride will be screened at the 2022 Dublin International Film Festival on the 1st of March before a Netflix release on the 4th of March. But Night Ride is being premiered in New York this Saturday, March 5th at Sinopolis Theatre Chelsea as part of New York's premier Irish film festival, Crackfest. And tickets are available at thecrackfest.com. I chat to Mo with Terence Mulligan, director of Crackfest, and then hear a bit more about the festival from Terence himself. Crackfest starts this Thursday, March 3rd, and screenings run through Saturday, March 5th. I've always loved attending this festival here in New York, so if you're around, I highly recommend you check it out. You can find out everything on thecrackfest.com or at Crackfest on Instagram. I'll be back next week with another episode, so chat to you soon. Hey Mo. How are you? Can you see me all right? We can see you. How are you doing? Good, Sophie. Good. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. So, you know what, Terence? why don't I let you ask Mo a few questions about Night Ride and about the festival and the film premiering in New York? Yeah, you know, Mo, I was doing a little bit of background, um, letting, you know, some of the, the Crackfest fans know and people in New York, uh, Ada, you're coming over, but the, the tight shooting schedule, this was like, the whole concept of this film was like one shot, one night, right? This is like, this is filmed like low budget in a couple of days, yeah? Yeah, it was filmed uh, in an hour and a half every night, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we had six takes over six nights and uh, we shot six feature movies. Uh, we we rehearsed for six days and shot for six days. And I think it's one of the last takes is the one we used. That's amazing. So seventh day was out of the budget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys, there's no seventh day. Six, hey, no. that's it. We... Uh, we wanted to go another day, but things were getting pretty heavy in Northern Ireland at the time. There was uh, riots this time last year in Belfast, and they were kicking off just towards the end of our shoot. So we were told not to come back. So we couldn't uh, 
we couldn't, you know, do one more for luck or one more, let's just play. We just, you know, we got what we got and we we got out of there. It was a, it was a experience, mate. A few things happened we didn't expect. Yeah, it was the PSNI, the Northern Irish Police, they pull us over. One night they'd pull over Jared, who's the other actor, and he, he delivers a brilliant performance in this. One night they'd pull over me. In, in the take that we used, I get pulled over by a, a policeman and you have to, we had to improv it. He played along and the guy steals the movie. He's brilliant. <laughs> he upstaged you. He upstaged you. <laughs> but he made, you know, he made me work for it. So it's, <laughs> loads of little things happened that we couldn't expect and they make it into the movie. And you know that yourself from looking at mistakes in film where the director says, continue, stay in character, carry on regardless. Yeah, yeah, rock and roll. And this time last year when we were in Ireland in lockdown and told not to be around one another, it was a really good challenge and I loved it. A part of me, my head or the, my inner 16 year old kicked into gear. I was like, this is a bit of fun, you know, working with great people. Try to know movies, you love movies. We all love a, a good Irish movie. Stephen Elevate. That's good. So let me ask you, when he pulled you over, did you say, do you not know who I am? I'm, I'm old. <laughs> did you not want to break that, that, what they call that, that wall, that dimension? He didn't care. He didn't care. Yeah. He didn't recognize me. He just saw two headbangers driving a car. Um, <laughs> and I probably didn't have the indicators on at a roundabout. So it was, he was in the right. And Mo, if you don't mind, I might just jump in with a question. What you were saying there about Night Ride being, you know, sort of like an exhilarating shoot for you. You know, it was very much a, probably a completely and entirely different experience for you as an actor when you compare it to being like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, a huge Netflix production. How did this experience compare for you personally as an actor to be working with the director, Stephen, on, on what's kind of a very raw, real project? Good question. Yeah. Really wanted to get into the psyche of believing anything's possible. And I know that that sounds uh, like a line from a, a film, but we had had two years here around the world and in Ireland where we, there was people were getting tired and people were getting fed up. And if I'm given a job like this, it's an opportunity. And we wanted to make as good a movie as possible. But I also liked the challenge of it because the alternative was I was down home in a lockdown. The alternative was we were all being told to stay within a five kilometer restriction band traveling, you know. So I was I had my own car budget limited. We were I was able to plan out the routes with Stephen and Ben and the producer, Paul, during lockdown. I was very much in amongst the team and it was like we were trying to pull off a heist as opposed to film a movie. But I saw the survivalist years ago and I just thought it was amazing. A great energy and an exciting director. And I thought, yeah, let's bring together my friend's script. Because I've, I've been friends with Ben Conway, the writer, for years. I met him in a gym five years ago. And uh, our old friend, Terry McMahon, who directed me in my first movie, he was Ben's mentor. So Terry passed on a few scripts to me of Ben's. And I went up to Ben in the gym and I said, I've read all your scripts. And he's like, nobody's read any of my scripts. And I said, I've read all of them. I said, let's, let's get cracking. And uh, didn't happen overnight. We made a few shorts. Uh, we talked about what kind of movie we'd like to make. And it just so happened that uh, they, they've made this insane idea of filming this feature movie in one take. Amazing. And so funny that you've said, you know, that you felt yourself like you were kind of pulling off a heist 
just to act in the movie, um, <sighs> which kind of reflects to part of the storyline of Night Ride. Can you tell us a wee bit about what the storyline is? Yeah, it's about Budge, who's a dealer, and he wants to get out of dealing and move on into a better life for himself and his love interest, played by Joanna Ribeiro. And I think we can all get behind a character who wants to move on and, and, and leave the past behind and, and go with love. Uh, the problem was he just had a few deals to settle before he can go, and that's when things get complicated. So it's a story, as I said, in one take. There's about 65, 70 phone calls in it. It's all real driving, covers 25 miles of road in Belfast. It's 90 minutes long and uh, it's a great script inspired actually by American movies, inspired by the work of Michael Mann, um, Heat and Thief and Collateral. And there's references to Michael Mann. Ben is a, fil- uh, a writer who is inspired by uh, David Fincher and Steven Soderbergh and Michael Mann. And we wanted to make an Irish movie that is not an Irish movie. We wanted to make it gritty and crime and international and Stephen's the type of guy who I find him quite inspiring and I hope that young filmmakers do too guys who are wondering how to make a movie with low budget um, small crew um, maybe people who felt constrained over this COVID time about not getting support of making movies or being unable to think outside the box and Stephen is amazing at that because he just visualize this in a certain way that it was all natural light. Belfast was a character and it's it's the, the real light of Belfast at nighttime you see, which illuminates this and, and uh, it looks amazing. And I, I, I hope that, you know, I hope that audiences will be impressed, but I hope that young filmmakers will start thinking outside the box because uh, filmmaking is changing and it's, you know, I, it's directors like Stephen that excite me. Amazing, amazing. And I feel like the fact that Crackfest are getting to premiere this in New York is so super exciting. And, and for anyone listening, Mo will be there for the premiere on Saturday. So we're super excited for that. And, you know, this is an important moment as well, as you say, for young filmmakers and, and maybe young actors who throughout the pandemic and especially through my podcast here, I've spoken to various different artists, actors who really felt, you know, uninspired during yes. that period, did you go through anything like that yourself? Completely. Completely, absolutely. When when we don't know where the next job is coming in, we re- start to rely on uh, dreams. And dreams would keep us going at times because we're all being told to obey these rules that at times made no sense. And having a buddy or having someone to talk to over Zoom or a phone, like Ben and me, a collaborator, that could talk about, like, the, the idea of doing something creative that was keeping me going in the first lockdown. I'd be straight up chatting to Ben. Uh, <laughs> he was playing coy with me at the time because he was cooking up this and I didn't know, you know, but I felt that so many times. And my favorite thing to come out of this was the rehearsal process where we were all in our different areas in Ireland on zoom, going through the script, rewriting to make it more suitable to me or more understandable. Uh, and really feeling like you're in it from the get-go. Because as an actor, you on TV sets, uh, you know, we, we, we arrive on the day and we have to do what's required. But for this, it was something where it was like, wow, this is, we're doing this. Um, we're doing this our way. And it was very, very exciting. Um, but, but the team itself and, and, and Stephen, just um, thinking outside the box, he's a really, he has a can-do attitude. I've never met a man 
to uh, sort of be as unrelenting as Stephen. He, he, there is no can't, you know. It's like if the actor has to drive, he'll get the actor to the car. If all of these actors are putting on a, a voice performance, he'll do the recording on the CD and he'll rock up the set five minutes before you shoot and he'll give you the CD and you press play. <laughs> it, was so, it was so outlandish, it was so bizarre, but it was so exciting and thrilling. And uh, it was a godsend really to work with him. And I, you know, I hope people get to see this and see what he did. He's, he's, he's a great filmmaker. Yeah. Good stuff. March 5th, see ya. We're going to see you in the big city, kid. Your first time in New York, isn't it? I was going to tell everyone, it's my first time in New York, Terrence. We tried before to get me out here. I I can't wait. Like, it's, it's I cannot wait. Um, the problem is I'm, I'm worried if I, if I come home at all that I might love it so much. <laughs> Mo, thanks a million for your time. Much. Yeah, we'll see can't you at the weekend. Good stuff. Yeah, class. Bye, bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay, Terence Mulligan, director, founder, CEO of Crackfest. It's so good to have you on Navigating New York. And thank you for sponsoring <laughs> our first episode of season three. Can you tell me all about Crackfest? Wow. <laughs> we only got 10 minutes. All right, I'll give you the, uh, I call it the CBS interview version. So for those people who are not familiar with Crackfest, um, see, here's how it works. Crackfest kicks off this week and it's Film Fest this week, after party each night. And next weekend is the Music Fest, which is March 12th. So let me just start by saying opening night is always special here at Crackfest. We always get a really good film. So this year we're delighted to have Ross Colleen come over, who's the director. And somebody, a good friend of mine, Damian Dempsey. Love Yourself Today is a film that is, uh, I like to call the quintessential Crackfest film. And that it's Irish, but it also has a universality in that it deals with music as a healing power. So I think Ross did a really good job and telling the story through through Damien's music and how he films it over one week in Dublin with his uh, his notorious Christmas gigs, um, which are which are legendary. So, so having said that, that's the opening night. Then we have some really good films on over the next couple of days. We have a surf dock on Friday. Uh, we have the kids flaw. So anybody who has kids out there listening, or you have a brother who has kids or a neighbor who has kids, uh, we do this really cool kids flaw, which is like um, animated short films. And we have the McManus dance group coming in from Queens and they're going to do a dance performance. So it's this really cool combination of short films, uh, award-winning short films and an Irish dance on Saturday. So if you're looking for something to do on Saturday, March 5th, take a train ride in, take an Uber car in. It's a fun afternoon. Um, so that's the kids component. And then uh, as you talked about earlier, Mo Dunford's coming in. Mo's an old friend of ours and uh, we're delighted to have Mo. He's on Saturday at five o'clock, March 5th with this film Night Ride. And it's his first US appearance here. So I know he's excited. <laughs> um, and it's a really good independent film. So we're excited to show that. And uh, closing night, we have um, Breaking Out, another quintessential Crackfest film in that it's Irish, but yet it has uh, a crossover to the mainstream. So let's talk about the closing night film. <laughs> <laughs> Two syllables there for you Irish people, film. Um, the closing film is um, directed by uh, Michael McCormick, and we're delighted to have the U.S. premiere. I've been on this film for two years, just so you know. So this is, um, this is a personal... Uh, 
agenda for me here at Crackfest because I really liked it and I saw it in Galway and I'm a big fan of Glenn Hansard's and Glenn was deeply influenced by Fergus O'Farrell who I have to say I didn't really know much about because you know I'm based in New York but I found out what a huge influence that Fergus had on Glenn and, and Mark Geary and, and Gemma Hayes and Lisa Hannigan and it's just amazing his life story so Again, like the opening night film, I think the director, Michael McCormick, does this delicate balance of telling a really unique story, but, you know, the music speaks for itself. So we're lucky enough to have a really cool opening music documentary and a documentary closing with Breaking Out that has, you know, Glenn's music in there and Fergus. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate. We're fortunate to have a really good film like that. So, so there you go. Is there one more film, Deadly Cuts? Yeah, Deadly Cuts. I forgot that. I was so close. Uh, mm-hmm. So Deadly Cuts, uh, this, is, this is a pretty funny film. I, uh, this is a good Saturday afternoon film for us. It's based on um, a, a group of women who run a salon and they got to run these uh, so-called uh, gangsters out of, their, uh, out of their town. As I like to say, they're a bunch of tough Irish broads <laughs> <laughs> uh, who give Deadly Cuts. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's a fun comedy on a Saturday afternoon. So Again, if you're looking for something the fun to do on a Saturday afternoon and you're in Midtown and you're in Chelsea and you dump your Bloody Mary over brunch, swing by for the three o'clock uh, film with Deadly Cuts. Uh, I'm sure uh, you'll like that as well. Yeah, I'm really excited to see Deadly Cuts because I've watched the trailer. It's got a really strong female-led cast. It's written and directed by Rachel Carey. It has Angeline Ball starring in it from The Commitments. And it's just really funny. It looks like a black comedy sort of set in a working class Dublin hair salon. I think it's called Piglin's Town. Um, and I, I laughed a lot watching the trailer. So I'll put in a little snippet from the trailer here. Piglin's Town. Town full of pigs. Hello, Deadly Cuts. This is Michelle. You're late, Chantel. I had to walk the long way because Dino said that he was going to shave my head. Oh, for God's sake, Chantel. I heard that he'd done it to Laura Martin and I had like a bleeding Maltese. No, Dino rocks half his tapings every morning. Protection, he calls it. Wish his dad had used protection. <laughs> <laughs> all on the Crackfest website so I think it would be a really good sort of girls afternoon activity to go and see that and just in general Terence, I know we're keeping this short I think Crackfest itself has always been something I've loved to go to every year when it's on in New York it's a very sort of unique film festival that it brings over new Irish films and and present them to a, a U.S. audience and you're given filmmakers and young actors and new directors an opportunity to be absorbed by a US audience, but you also have these kind of like heavyweights that come in. You know, you've got a film that has Damien Dempsey, you've got one with Glenn Hansard. Yeah. We just spoke to Mo. Like, how has the festival developed and grown so well so well over the last 24 yeah. years? You no, know, that's a good question. You know, that's a that's a testament to people like yourself and some some Irish people I've been fortunate to be around over the last 24 years. Uh and, um, you know, it's relationships. It's relationships. You know, uh, you know Damien and I go way back and I met Glenn in, in Sundance 15 years ago and I had the film once. We've gotten to the point with Crackfest over the last 24 years. Uh, one more year to 25. One more. Almost yeah. there. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's nice that, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's uh, anybody who's worked at the Crackfest over the years has had a, a hand in building on a success. And we really become known as the Festival of North America in March. Uh, and not just so much about Irish films, but like, uh, like Mo was saying earlier about like indie films, that films that have a crossover to the mainstream. 
you know, years ago it was about like Irish films and the new Irish cinema, but now it's um, Crackfest is part of new Irish cinema, but films that you might see at the local boutique cinema, you know, anywhere in the major cities in the US. And that's, uh, so that's helped us. So we're fortunate to be in that situation. And um, yeah, you know, you're only as good as your last festival, right? Like when any festival, I have to say that honestly, whether you're Sundance or your Crackfest, it's, you know, um, and that's one of the reasons I think we're still here is um, we get really good films. And, you know, it takes nine to 10 months out of the year to get that. And uh, so thanks to the filmmakers who, give us that opportunity to show those films. And uh, and yes, I'm delighted for opening night. And I wish Damo could be here, but I love you, Damien. I know you'd be here if you could, but he's got a gig and go away and that's that. But the director's gonna be here. So we're excited for opening night. That's Crackfest. <laughs> that's Crackfest. So this podcast will be going live on Tuesday, the 1st of March. So for our listeners, it starts on Thursday. There's tickets available on the Crackfest website, on Instagram. You can find everything you need to know. But for now, Terence, thanks a million for your time. And I will see you at Crackfest. Thanks, Sophie. See you guys. Thoughts,